Hello and welcome to Huddersfield Time Extra Time, presented by Sportsbroker. I'm pleased this evening to be joined by Mel Booth and Lee Mickle. How are you both doing this evening? Okay, great, thanks. Yeah, fine, thanks, Raj. Brilliant. Mel, you were in the, the ground with us. Um, it, it feels uh, a bit deflating at the minute, to be honest, um, having drawn, but QPR aren't a, a bad side and given the other results, this isn't a, a bad point to have gained, is it? No, it's not. I mean, we're so close to the end of the season. Any points you pick up are vital. It's just the same when you're at the bottom of the table. Any only, any points you pick up when you're in a real struggle are, are, are vital. And, uh, you know, it's a great position to be in, third in the table, going into the second Easter weekend game. It does feel a little bit deflating because we were ahead twice in the game and the opportunity yeah. was there and we didn't quite grasp it. And QPR sort of sensed a little bit of something and they came, they came back twice and at the end had a couple of good chances to maybe sneak it. But at the end of the day, it was a, you know, it was a match. If, if you're not going to win, you know, don't lose. And it was a good point to take. The other results have been kind as well. So there's still every incentive going into that Middlesbrough game. Yeah, Lee, how did you see the game going? Because as Mel says, it was sort of slightly disappointed given that we'd gone ahead to we actually had a really great chance to score a third that was cleared off the line. And that now, looking back on it, seems like the, the telling moment from the match because had that gone in, then it's likely that, that QPR would have, you know, the heads might have dropped a little bit more than they would have done one goal down. And and that's probably the difference between three points and one today. I just thought today, um, I was talking to Mel just before coming here there, that first 10 minutes, we actually got in behind them. Uh, yeah. And caused them lots of problems, uh, and th- and then we scored, and then we slowed the game down far too far too many times, and we never sped it up at times. And I thought, you know, the set piece was was the only really opportunity that we looked dangerous today. Mm. Um, but don't take anything away from QPR; yeah, they're a very good team, got some very good players, experienced players that they had on the bench, and they could be able to bring on. Yeah. Went to the pitch in the last 10 minutes and with, with the boy chair, um, I thought it was excellent second half. But like Mel says, it's it's a good point um, going into the game on, on Monday. Um, the boys will be confident going up there again. And it's another game choked off. Um, but it's it's hard enough winning games any part of the season. But when, when it comes to, towards the end, when everyone's scrapping for some reason or other, it's doubly difficult to get a win or get a point. So, at the end of the day, it's a good point to get. Yeah, QPR came into the game in, in an awful form, in all honesty, and and that will have given them some real, you know, want to, to prove themselves and play for some pride, won't they? Even though they've they've really got nothing to play for, an outside chance of the playoffs, perhaps they won't have come here and, and looked to have you know lied down or turned over. There's nobody in this division that, that does that at all, Mel. So it's well, you know, while you'd have looked on paper before the game and gone, oh, having done so well in the last game against Luton, who were seen as the more difficult of the two home games this week, it's, it's, it doesn't ever really work out the way you predict it's going to work out in this division, does it? No, it, it doesn't at all. And, and you're quite right to point out they didn't have anything to lose. And they played that way when they threw the three subs on late in the game. It was a shot at winning the game. At 2-2, you know, and, uh, you know, to yeah. be fair to them, they had a couple of late chances, didn't they? I mean, Lee Nichols sprinted off his line to save at the feet of 
Lyndon Dykes just before he went off. And then Amos had that header just over the bar. So they did have a couple of chances late on. Um, and, you know, I think you were quite right to point to that clearance off the line. I thought that turned the game. I was uh, mm. saying to that straight after the game, that was the turning point because Tufts had scored that fantastic header just a couple of minutes before. Yeah. Then there's the clearance off the line. Would have been 3-1 had the guy not been there. Uh, and then they go up the other end and we can't quite clear one and, and chair wax it in the corner. So it, in that yeah. space of a few minutes, less than five minutes, the game, you know, was was set in stone, really. Um, you know, it could easily have been ours and then QPR salvaged it. So, as you say, you can't predict what's going to happen in these games. We are very close to the end. Everybody's scrapping for every point that they can get. And the key thing is that even though we're feeling a bit deflated, it's another point. We're up to 70 points. You know, handful of games left and, you know, every incentive to finish the season as well as we can because, you know, it, it really, when you look at it, we've got players as well in the squad who can come in and freshen things up. You know, yeah. we're getting to the stage where games are coming thick and fast and you've got to rely on your squad. And we've got people there who are poised, ready to come in and to make an impact. Um, mm. Looking at the guys who weren't even used on the bench today, you know, there are some useful players there who can have a big impact on the end of the season. So, you know, we've got to look at it positively. We haven't lost. We've picked up a point. We've got four points from the last two games and we're playing another rival in the top six, uh, you know, chase on on Monday. So, you know, there's, it, it's a great opportunity to go there. And, you know, Middlesbrough will be looking at it in the same way. And if we can take yep. points from them, then, you know, so much the better. Yeah, I think that's a, a good sum up of the situation, Mel. Uh, Lee, I wanted to, to pick up on something you'd said before about sort of going ahead and then easing off. I think something I'd want to do in that situation is give QPR a bit of credit because it seemed as if, you know, to start the game, we did this... Uh, routine set move that they clearly worked on where we were inviting them on to press the back line and then unlike us actually dinking a quite a direct one over the top and playing for the second ball and as soon as they seemed to, to get wiser after five ten minutes and you know a bit further on and stopped pressing as much and just dropping back and giving us some space that's when we we seemed to struggle a little bit more because that one little thing that we'd worked on perhaps had, had been taken away from us and they got wise to it a bit quicker than than we thought so is that one of the, you know, with a side being able to do that, that, that kind of points to how, you know, intelligent and good they are as well as us? Because, you know, had we played a lesser team, that's one of those things where it would have taken them a little bit longer to cotton onto and we would probably have scored another one or two off the back of that rather than, you know, having to to try and find other ways around them later on. Yeah, well, with, with Mark Warburton, they've got, they've got a really good manager there who's very tactical, um, yeah. astute, He's um, an intelligent guy. I come across him up in Scotland when he was at Rangers, so I know a little bit about his background as well. Um, but then, when going back to the game, you know, the second goal that, that we scored, that's what we should mm -hmm. have been doing more. You know, being yeah. patient a little bit more, moving them around a little bit more, moving them from side to side. And as soon as we got that opportunity you know, to play a ball out to the wide player, and the tremendous cross and a great bullet hit. That's yeah. what we should have done more of. Um, I thought at 1-0, we went backwards too many times. Okay. So we got in good positions and then 
we slowed the game down and went backwards and tried to start again. And that, that allowed QPR to, you know, to be a tight unit and hard to break them down. Where mm. We had chances when we had them stretched when we would nick it in our own half and we had we had chances to, to go and drive and, and play penetrate and pass us forward. But we seemed to always want to, you know, take that extra touch or didn't have the right players in the right position in positions to take control of the ball. But um but like you say, it's a, it's it's a good point in the end because QPR and Mokes, they were a good team, they've got good experience in there. In 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 February they were third in the league. You have to remember that. Um, yeah. and they've had they've had a really good season themselves. It's just lately that they've started dropping away a little bit. So they've had a really good season. So to get a point like that as well, when haven't really been at our best, is a good point. Yeah, I think that's a, a, yeah, really well said, Lee, to be honest. Um, one thing, Mel, that, that might play into our, our favour a little bit and has done, to be honest, this, this second half of the season as a whole is we only have, you know, a handful of games left to play. I think it's four off the top of my head, two away, two at home. There's so many teams who have six, seven to play in the same amount of time. And, you know, if our lads are, are feeling a bit leggy and, you know, our games are coming thick and fast, those that have got to play two, three games in a week every week for the next three weeks are, are going to be really feeling it, aren't they? Yeah, they are. You know, from that point of view, you'd much rather be in town's position than theirs. They are playing mm-hmm. catch-up at the end of the day. Um, you know, the points are on the board as far as we're concerned. Um, and it's going to be hard work for some of those teams behind if they are going to make an impact and they are going to catch us and they are going to force us down the table. They've got a lot of work to do already. So, you know, uh, you know, we're in a great position and it's entirely in our hands to make sure that we seal that top six place. We're still in an excellent position. And, you know, yeah. we shouldn't forget that. There's been a lot of hard work gone into this season. Um, like as Lee pointed out, with you know, the, the, the set pieces have become a real opportunity for us, haven't they? They've become a mm-hmm. feature of the season because previously you know, we, we, we've never been a team that's really capitalised on set pieces. And now we look dangerous from everyone, whether it's a corner or a free kick. We've got fantastic delivery with the right foot from Sober Thomas and brilliant delivery with the left from Dan Sanane. So the, there's fantastic quality there to deliver the ball. And we've also got guys who know what to do to get on the end of it. And everything is organised. Don't think that any of that is done by chance. It's all worked on on the training ground. And it's been transferred onto the pitch, which is a fantastic credit to Carlos and to all the coaches. And, you know, this this squad, to me, looked like they know what where we're at and what the, what's at stake in the rest of the, the season. You know, in, in, in another half a dozen games, you could be playing for a chance in, in the Premier League. So, you know, the, it, everything is there to be taken. It's a massive opportunity. And while today feels a little bit deflated, We've still got a point, we're still third in the table and we're still in a magnificent position. Yeah, you, you kind of got to pinch yourself, Mel, and, and remind yourself that we're feeling a bit disappointed because we're not as close to the top two in the championship as we, as we might be otherwise. You know, and that's been not been the case for the past couple of years. Uh, Lee, somebody that I wanted to, to discuss um, with you is Jonathan Hogg. Because in the, in the past few games and, and across the, the season as a whole, 
his role has, has really changed and developed and he's, he's he's shown a completely different side to his game. He's, he played a couple of absolutely gorgeous diagonal passes today that were right on the button for, for the wide man from central positions. And he was doing a, a role today that he's done a couple of times where he, he starts in midfield and then he drops back and splits the centre-backs and dictates play from there, helps them out, fills in and, and sort of essentially becomes a third centre-back for the most majority of the game. Just how hard is that? to do as a, as a midfielder, as a as any player, to, to have that versatility, especially at his age, to have played so many hundreds of games that he has done, um, to, to then add another facet to his game and do it so well and, and look like he's been doing it for years, to be honest. How good is that? Well, you can tell he's an experienced player. And with experience, you get to, to understand where and when you can drop into them spaces and when you have to play forward. And when you have to make unselfish runs for somebody getting the ball, you see a lot of players who play further advanced in the beginning of their careers and they start dropping back. And that's because they understand, not because they, you know, they haven't got the legs anymore, but they've got the football and brain that can make them tick, make make the team um, move the ball a little bit quicker, but also dictate the tempo of the game. You were right. Some of the balls he played, diagonal balls when he when he dropped in there were were fantastic. Just a few times, I think I mentioned before that I thought at times that we sometimes went backwards many times mm-hmm. um, with the likes of himself and, and Russell in there. Um, mm-hmm. But you always need a player, you know, of his mentality because he never wants to lose, does he? He's one who drives the team on. And you always want your skipper in the team as well. Um, yeah. For that experience that he's got and that know-how, how to get wins or how to get get draws, you know? Yeah, definitely. So, Mel, you've, you've seen Hoggy for, the, you know, his entire town career. What's it What's it been like for you to watch him sort of develop into the leader and the player he is now? Because he, he came as a, a slightly different type of central midfielder to the one he is, you know, that we see today. Yeah, he did, but he's, he'd still had winning experience before he joined us. He was still, mm-hmm. you know, he was a very accomplished player when he joined us, so we knew exactly what we we were getting, and he didn't look out of place in the top flight either. So, no. you know, you've, you've, you've got a really accomplished, experienced player there, uh, someone who's a real pro, knows what it's about, and he made some really valuable interceptions today, as well as the, the nice passes he played at times going forward. Um some of the work he did, just breaking things up at the back, was invaluable. Uh, and it really must have proved a thorn in the side of QBR because, you know, he seemed to be here, there and everywhere at one point. Uh, as the, as final the song goes. Sort of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> as, as sort of final defensive um, kingpin. And, you know, that that's tremendous credit to him, you know, because he has had his injury problems of late as well. Yeah. And he's, he's come back from all of those and he's made an impact in the team when he's done it. And he's respected among the squad. You can tell that. He is the mm-hmm. leader. He doesn't mind giving players a rollicking and they take on board what he has to say. So, you know, he's a very important key figure uh, for Huddersfield Town and will be, um, you know, in whatever happens over the over the next few games, he'll, he'll remain a very key figure for this club. And he, those younger players who are coming through, you know, your Sober Thomases and your, your, you know, your Levi Colwells and your Russells and people like this are bound to be learning loads off him, bound to be. So, you know, yeah. all, all credit to him. And um, 
you know, he's he's become a real fixture for Huddersfield Town. He's become a legend over the years. And, you know, yeah. you can't say anything further than that. Yeah, not just on the field lessons, but off the field ones as well, I imagine, about what's it like to be a, a pro at this yeah. level for a long yeah. time. Uh, one thing I wanted to, to ask you about Mel, because it's, it's an interesting one, and it, we've tried not to do too many comparisons between this year and the 2016-17 year, um, for, for obvious reasons, because it's, it's two completely different sides. But the dynamic of how the two teams approach the end of the year seems completely separate and, and different. That that team back then were, were almost, you know, had flown out of the trap so much and built such a, a lead-up, and that, that championship was, was not as congested as this one, where... They could almost take the foot off the gas for the past few last few weeks this season, it seems. And you know, there was that famous, you know, big beating at home to, to Cardiff on the last game of the season, and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I think they'd they just about stumbled over the line. And this one, this this team, I, I don't know if I'm misremembering or but this one seems to have a little bit more momentum towards the end of the season than that one did. It was it's a bit strange, wasn't it? The the fact that the playoffs were so guaranteed for so long back then and it was almost like, okay, we can park the bus now in a sort of momentum sense and pick it back up when we find out who we draw and eventually finish fifth that year instead of third. Whereas this team seems as likely to finish higher up the season than higher up the table than, than they did back then for some reason. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think that's a comment on the division as well. You know, yeah. the whole division. I think that, that that's... that. You know, this this team is flourishing in a different sort of division to the yeah. one that the 2016-17 team did. The 2016-17 team obviously finished with a minus goal difference as well. Did. Um, uh, you know, whereas this one isn't going to do, hopefully. No. Fingers <laughs> so, crossed. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. But, yeah, there, there, aren't, there aren't that many parallels. People keep looking for them, but there really aren't that many. Because it's a totally different situation and a totally different makeup of team. You know, yeah. one was perfectly suited to what happened in 2016-17, and this one seems suited to what's happening now in a totally different division. Um, and, you know, so close to the end of the season, you know, it, it, they're not, you don't get the impression that they're going to blow it. They're going to have to work hard in games like they have had to do today to even eke out a point. And you've got to accept that. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. When it gets to the playoffs, it's a whole different ball game. And we've clearly got, you know, we've, we we could have what it takes if we get into that knockout situation. The other thing to remember is we've lost three games in 25. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's a hell of a record. <laughs> that's where yes. the feeling of momentum comes. Yeah. We're feeling a bit deflated today because we haven't picked up three points at home. But three mm. defeats in, I think it's three defeats in 25 now, isn't it? I think yeah, it doesn't sound yeah. too wrong to me, that Melton. Three honest. defeats in 25 games. What a fantastic record. You know, yeah. so they deserve to be where they are. They deserve to be mm. in the top six. And, you know, you yeah. can't knock them for that. Let's, let's not sort of look for reasons to knock ourselves down. Let's not look for reasons to knock ourselves into the playoffs and through the playoffs. Yeah, I think that's really nice. I said that. I feel a little bit sort of spoilt now for being a bit disappointed with the draw. Now you've kind of put me in my place there, Mel, to be honest. I'll, I'll try and be a bit more positive. Uh, Lee, we've we've got a big game again on, on Monday, as we've been saying, against Borough away. Um, what can we expect from, from Chris Wilder's men? Because they've been to, to Bournemouth today, which isn't an easy trip to make up. That might be the longest trip in the Championship away there. I imagine they've they've popped on a plane. That's probably mm. good for their legs, as, as good for their legs as it is in bad the environment. But uh, they've, they've, you know, they've got a big old trip for themselves. And, and 
it's going to be a tough task because they've, you know, that was a real tough encounter they had today, and a big nil-nil, uh, one that they possibly might have even shaded, to be honest, on the balance of play. Hmm. What can Town expect from that game on Monday? Well, it'll be well organised. That's for definite. Um, I think the fans will the fans will get right on on the backs of the Huddersfield players, and they'll be cheering on the, the Middlesbrough play, players. They'll be, you know, there'll be an atmosphere that they will try and make it intimidating for for ourselves. But uh, they're scrapping for points as well. They need, you know, they need some wins to get into the playoffs because it's it's so tight. But, yeah. I mean, they're a very good team, especially at home. Very difficult team to play against, where a lot of, you know, the so-called bigger teams in the division have found it difficult to go up there and play against them. So it's going to be, it's going to be a tough task. Um, but it's, the, the Huddersfield Town players, we've just got to have that, you know, mentality that they're going to go up there and they're just going to continue to do what they're doing. And like Mel said, just continue with the momentum and, and hopefully carry that on till the end of the season. Yeah, it's only really been been Bournemouth that we've gone to where the the results gone really badly, hasn't it, Mel? I mean, we, we went to Fulham and won, and, and you know the teams in and around us have, have all been fairly even games. Um, whether it's been home or away, we went to Forest and won, for example. So it's not a, a bad place to be, and, and it's going to be an interesting game, isn't it? It kind of as far as getting your, your head right and, and prepared for what the levels are going to be for the playoffs. Borough away on a on Easter Monday. A bad dress rehearsal. No, it's not. And it feels a little bit like when we went to West Brom and everyone yeah. was thinking, oh, this is a real crunch, you know, away at West Brom or what, you know, what we're going to come up with. We were 2-0 up until 10 minutes from the end uh, yeah. and, you know, and should have had those three points in the bag. And this build-up to the Middlesbrough game feels very much the same to me. Similar sort of situation, yeah. only much closer to the... To the end of the season, and you know, Middlesbrough mm-hmm. will know they're not going to be in for an easy game either. You know, people are already looking around. I mean, we've got to get in the playoffs yet, but everybody's looking around saying, Oh, we don't we want to miss them and we want to miss them. There'll not be many teams wanting to face us either. So, you know, you've got to accept that we've got a good squad here for this situation, and uh, it's a matter of going out there and performing. And there's no reason why they can't do that up, up in uh, up in Middlesbrough, nowhere at all. No, I think that's a good place to leave it. Did you have anything to say, Lee? I, I was just going to say Middlesbrough players will be feeling like under pressure because they need to pick up the points, especially at home. Um, yeah. So there might be a little bit of anxiety on their part and that might work in our favour going away and, play, and going up there and at, the, at this time of the season where, like I say, they're under pressure to go and win the game. Yeah, how do you how do you play on that, um, Lee? How do you... How do you sort of accentuate the the anxiety of the team? Do you have to be on the front foot a little bit and sort of not let them ease into the game? Because they've already sort of... I think Matt Crooks is going to be missing for that one, if I'm not you know wrong. He's got his 15th yellow card of the season somehow, so he's missing the next three, which is a, a huge miss for them. But he's you know a, a, an ex-town player that we know really well and had a fantastic season. So it's going to be one that they've already got sort of um, you know worries about. I think, well, I've just touched on before that there's going to be a, a real electric atmosphere at the ground. So you're going to have to yeah. quiet, quiet the ground down, quiet the fans down by, you know, slowing the game down so much like we did today. That that On the flip side, that's what we need to do on, on Monday to slow the game yeah. down, take our time, 
set tip pieces, take our time, and just kill the crowd, and then hopefully you know play our game and and then and then play on the front foot, press them high like we have been all season, and yeah. um, nick a goal. And if we can get the first goal, then they'll be in under severe pressure. Then okay, I think that's a, a perfect place to leave it. Thank you, both of you two, for, for your time. Uh, thanks ever to the Sports Broker for sponsoring the show, and we'll speak to you again after that Borough game.